Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In today's podcast, we'll be sharing the latest updates in amyloidosis from the 2023 ASH annual meeting, where you'll hear from Vaishali Sanchawala and Ashutosh Veshalekar. The experts discuss updates in the diagnosis and risk stratification of amyloidosis and further highlight novel immunotherapeutic agents being explored in the field. Hello, I'm uh, Ashwin Chalikar. I'm a hematologist from the National Amyloidosis Center uh, at University College London. And it's my pleasure to be here this uh, evening with uh, Professor Sancharwala, who leads the Amyloidosis Center at Boston University. Vishal, welcome. It's an interesting ash um, for us to talk about what's happening in the world of amyloidosis. Yes, absolutely. I think this is this ash really has captured a lot of uh, stuff on AL amyloidosis, including treatments, diagnosis, antifibril agents. So I think this is a very, very exciting meeting for us. So can we start with diagnosis then? Um, there is a very exciting oral presentation to come on a brand new test which may tell us which light chains may be amyloid forming or amyloidogenic. Right. What do you so think I, of that? Right. I think this is a, a, it's a transformative diagnostic test that can be used for clinical utility because of screening for monoclonal gammopathy for known significance patients, as well as for prognostication and uh, risk stratification of patients with AL amyloidosis. It is an immunoassay that has been developed by a small biotech company that looks at the uh, uh, dimeric uh, light chain constant domain on the lambda amyloidogenic light chains. And um, you know, what they found was that in a quantitative analysis or quantitative assay that uh, patients with AL amyloidosis had very high levels of this dimeric uh, light chain constant domain compared to a normal individuals, compared to patients with multiple myeloma, and compared to patients with monoclonal gammopathy of unknown significance. So I think if this test gets validated and if it works, it will be really transformative in patients with uh, lambda AL amyloidosis. I think it, I completely agree with you. I think not only will it be transformative in amyloid, but it will also be uh, give, give us a tool to figure out which patients with MGUS, moldering myeloma, and myeloma should we follow up more closely for the development of amyloid. It is one of those tests that we've been waiting for for the last 20 years. Absolutely. And if this test is validated, it'll certainly be a sea change in amyloid diagnosis. Absolutely. What else was interesting for you in this meeting? I think that the other thing that is interesting is there's a lot of data also coming out on uh, plasma cell directed therapies. And, you know, I think that uh, in, you know, you have a poster here on Belantamab Bifidotine with your updated data. So I think that is also very, very interesting. It is not available in the United States because of, um, you know, FDA withdrawal of the medication, but it's available in UK. So can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so belantamab is a monoclonal antibody BCMA-targeted conjugated with a toxin. And we have certainly used it in patients with relapsed refractory amyloidosis. We are now treated about 35 patients mm -hmm. with this. And certainly in our hands, we find it's extremely well tolerated, very few adverse events. There is, of course, the problem with ocular toxicity, mm -hmm. but in amyloidosis, where we have to use it uh, less frequently with lower doses, we find that that's a very manageable side effect. And, and how do you dose it, Ash? 
So we tend to dose it uh, as full dose as per the recommendation to begin with, but then we proactively dose reduce by 25% or 50% uh, even before the patients develop eye toxicity that allows us to give the drug to majority of the patients. And do you increase the uh, time interval between the doses? The time interval is uh, in the SPC is every three weeks, but we tend to give it between every four and six weeks, depending on the tolerance, which uh, makes a big difference to this patient population. I think it is a drug which, at least in amyloidosis, needs further study, even though uh, at the moment it is still under review for what's going to happen with it in multiple myeloma. You had an interesting uh, presentation, Vishali, on antifibril antibodies with uh, safety data from the large prospective studies that were done uh, by Prathina on Bertamimab. Mm -hmm. So that is a poster presentation of Bertamimab, its safety and uh, <clears throat> tolerability in patients with AL amyloidosis and 302 patients were included in this analysis who participated on phase one and two uh, trials, open label extension, pronto trial, vital trial, and also pronto uh, crossover open label extension. And the median duration of uh, betamimab exposure in 302 patients was 12.2 months. And the uh, the most uh, reported side effects with betamimab were very, very minimal of fatigue, uh, constipation, nausea, and dyspnea. Uh, and what they also uh, uh, show is that there was uh, all-cause uh, adverse events and treatment-related adverse events were no different than a placebo control, the placebo arm on vital and pronto, which were the placebo control randomized trials. So I think that there is, a, so there is, this is also an ongoing FRM-AL trial, which is a confirmatory trial for efficacy as well as safety of patients in Mayo stage 4, 2012 staging system AL amyloidosis. One of the concerns with these antifibril antibodies has always been that they will cause macrophage activation to help amyloid clearance. Was there anything in the safety data to suggest that there was any adverse event related to that? Right, not for this particular antibody, there were no, it was very well tolerated no suggestion of any uh, fever, macrophage activation, any um, increase in inflammatory markers or anything like that. Um, and, you know, there's also another oral presentation happening on the phase two data of KALEM 101 trial, which is also an amyloid busting agent or amyloid fibril, antifibril agent. Uh, can you expand on that, Ashun? So there are um, there are two presentations actually on the KL101, which is another antifibril strategy. One is a poster which is looking at the mechanism of action of KL101, of which we haven't heard very much over the last few years. Uh, what it shows is that KL101 is a monoclonal antibody which not only binds to the amyloid fibrils, but also binds to the prefibrillar aggregates. And therefore, it may have a dual mechanism of action, reducing the toxicity, but also helping to clear the amyloid fibrils. The phase two study was a small study which is not completed, it's uh, final data lock as yet. But what it shows is that in this small phase two study, when KL101 was given with standard of care chemotherapy, mostly darasibodi, uh, we did see a substantial number of patients showing renal responses and a number of patients showing cardiac responses. Now, of course, this is small data, but we have got two very large phase three studies, uh, the KL101, 301, and 302 studies, looking at patients with moderately advanced and very advanced cardiac amyloidosis, which have now fully recruited. And uh, I think it is exciting times in the next year where we should see data maturing from these two big clinical trials. The same is true for the Pratina antibody, where we have the firm uh, trial, which will also complete recruitment um, in AL patients, hopefully this year.
एंड देन यू नो कैन यू टेल मी लिटिल बिट अबाउट द स्टेजिंग सिस्टम मेयो 2004 वर्सेस मेयो 2012 स्टेजिंग सिस्टम बिकॉज़ बोथ दीस क्लिनिकल ट्रायल्स ऑफ एंटी फाइब्रल एजेंट्स आर यूजिंग डिफरेंट स्टेजिंग सिस्टम फॉर देयर एनरोलमेंट इनटू द क्लिनिकल ट्रायल सो एज़ यू नो द द बेसिस फॉर एवरी पेशेंट बिफोर वी ट्रीट इज टू रिस्क स्ट्रेटिफाई देम वी यूज़ द कार्डियक स्टेजिंग सिस्टम बेस्ड ऑन बायोमार्कर्स व्हिच वाज रिपोर्टेड इनिशियली बाय द मेयो क्लिनिक then further updated using free light chains and then we further updated it in europe using antipro vnp uh when we were looking at our patient outcomes recently we realized that uh, our treatments have become more effective and therefore the impact of the light chains on outcomes may not be as important and therefore when we reanalyze data using the mayo 2012 staging system which uses antipro vnp troponin t and a dflc of more than 180 we realized that the the very adverse risk stage 4 group is actually doing a lot better than what had been originally reported and the difference between the stage 3 and the stage 4 is no longer as is still significant but no longer as significant as it used to be and therefore we think that in the modern era of treatments uh we do need to look at all the staging systems again because we are also seeing something very similar with the the european modified uh antiprobian pitroponin staging system where the difference between the stage 2 and stage 3 is not as significant most of our patients weren't treated with darutumumab up front so i think uh there is a poster from the group in colombia which is also looking at a small number of patients using the same staging systems and they find that the difference even between stage 1 and 2 is much less uh when you use dara based treatments so i do believe we need to uh redefine staging now that we have got this highly effective modern treatments for amyloidosis absolutely <coughs> so i think in <coughs> conclusion i think the future for al amyloidosis is very bright i think we are attacking different targets and pathogenesis of fibrinogenesis of al amyloidosis and i think that the outlook for patients with al amyloidosis is uh, Uh, you know very very improved since you know you and i started working in this field i think i completely agree with yes. that i think it's an exciting few years to come with treatments targeting the clone treatments targeting uh, the fibrils themselves and Probably. we may have ways of diagnosing the disease much much earlier it's been um, great talking to you about amyloidosis at this meeting michelle same here same here ash thank you thank you so much for listening to today's podcast we hope you enjoyed Be sure to follow us on Twitter at @vjhemonk and subscribe to VJHemonk podcasts on Spotify, Apple and Podbean. Until next time.